0: Is going on one and all. Welcome to On Screen Live for this July the 3rd, if you can even believe it. Uh, my name is Andrew Jupin. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, depending upon uh, where in the world it is you are watching uh, this fine day. Uh, happy, whatever, man, 4th of July weekend, uh, if you're celebrating that. Uh, belated happy Canada, by the way, to our Canada Day, that is, to our uh, Neighbors to the North, Canada Day was just a few days ago. Um, We love Canada here on We Hate Movies. We also love talking about movies. And I love talking about movies with two of my best buds in the whole goddamn world. First up, you can see him this summer uh, playing Albert Einstein in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Eric Siska.
1: Yes, we are very excited for that movie to open. Sure. Please come to see Oppenheimer, where I play Einstein in su- not really a fat suit, just a little more makeup than usual.
0: Yeah, just a little bit more face makeup. But, dude, when your hat falls off, kudos, man. That is some Chaplin-esque comedy.
1: 40 takes it took. 40 <laughs> takes to get the Christopher wasn't having what I was doing for a while, but we yeah. got there.
0: We got yeah, it. well, that's. I'm glad you guys worked it out. Are yeah. you guys uh, Are you going to go... Like, are you going to buy a ticket to Barbie and hold it up to the camera? Oh yeah, and definitely, like, of course. Yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you know,
1: we're we're supporting movies this summer, and it's great to, right. for people to go back to the movies.
0: It's supporting other movies summer, right? Exactly. Um, and of course, bring him in here. He's a fellow who loves going to the movies, but he also. Loves sticking
2: his nose in a good book. Mr. Chris Cabin was no place for poetry readings, (laughs) and they were stripped permanently from my act. Thankfully, we were able to get Orson Welles to see an early screening of Three Amigos. His (laughs) reaction was rapturous. (laughs) He would not stop saying that it was a lovely picture. Chevy was at the top of his game. No, that's a lie was just an amazing presence altogether. He did this, of course, right before making what I can only call a jerk off hand motion uh, before entering his limousine. Hey, speaking of jerking off hand motions. Oh, hi. Hi, guys.
1: You know, you know, you're going to eventually run out of books, I think.
2: (laughs) Eventually. You're like a
1: seven book
0: guy.
2: You'll you'll never know, though, Eric. (laughs) You'll never know where the end point is. Are you
0: buying new books for this bit? Like, are you no. on
2: eBay or, like, at the book barn? No, no. I, I, I mean, I like going to you if, if the question is, I, do I like going to used bookstores? I absolutely do. And I like, you know, buying new books. But uh, I, I have quite a lot just from histories of, you know reading about half of them and then putting them down forever oh, Yep, oh, of course. Uh, uh, a classic uh but like i have enough film books from the era of us going to purchase where like sure it's 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 caked up i haven't thrown any of them away neither have i they're mostly in storage uh <laughs> same uh
0: so yeah guys it's the holiday weekend we're doing a quick uh broadcast here shout out to steve who's on vacation mm-hmm. yes um, Hello,
1: Steven. And mentally, I'm on vacation, too. Oh, absolutely, dude. Don't even worry about it. It's the holiday weekend, right? You got to cut loose a little bit. Make some mistakes.
0: It's the holiday weekend. Uh, It's also the holiday weekend at the box office, and uh, things are a little soft. Let's take a look in a segment we call Highest Gross. Love that hot mm-hmm. coffee.
1: Love that little music. Love that graphic oh, yeah. that uh, Felipe whipped up for us.
0: Oh, yeah. We got uh, we're going to get a, a new graphic from Felipe that we're going to show everybody. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit here. Uh, but yeah, first, we're going to go around. We're going to do the numbers here. the top five uh, at the uh, domestic box office here in America. First up. You know, they they fell a little bit, but they stayed right where they were last week. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the stagnation of the beasts. <laughs> yes, the slowness of the beasts. It, yeah, it, it's. I kind of think this is also a good movie for kids now. Like, it probably yeah. was a teenager movie for the first weekend, but I think now since there are animals, that's the one thing you've added that like kids can like it. Although. I, I must say there are some pretty brutal as with all Transformers movies there are some pretty brutal deaths Oh yeah. in this one of machines yeah. uh, but it, it's amazing I think this is just taking up like kids space now yeah absolutely because now like some you know either yeah older kids like teens or
0: whatever or adults have seen it and it's like alright look the gorilla doesn't whip his motorized dick out you <laughs> know you can, you can take Thank the kids God. to see yeah. it over the holidays
1: there's weekend. definitely dads that are like we're not going to Elemental
0: <laughs> yep yep absolutely i need more explosions than elemental right yeah Explosions. Uh, uh, yeah but this raked in another seven mil in its fourth week so you know good for paramount and transformers uh at number four another hold right where it was last week or actually no sorry down uh down just one but chris cabin you saw no hard feelings this I weekend did. you know the jennifer I, lawrence uh sex comedy here
2: i i look i i'm i have to kind of like This is where I would like I would like the the bad movies to be more like this movie. I I would like this is an okay movie, a totally okay movie. Both the leads are very good. Jennifer Lawrence having to do this is insane to me, but whatever. She's she's very good at it. Uh, And like she doesn't have a support like if if anybody checked the the person who made the guy who made this uh, was the, the person behind Good Boys which was the movie that the whole thing was oh. little, they were like kids little kids yep. cursing.
1: little that want to, like, fuck or whatever. Who want to yeah.
2: fuck and are cursing a lot. That's kind right. of the whole
1: thing. I did not see the baby sex a. It was thing. a, uh, it was a Jacob,
2: Jacob Tremblay. It was indeed. Did you
1: see that, Chris?
2: Of course I did. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. Like, it's like this. I have to say this about this movie and Good Boys is those are as close as I've seen to, like, those completely forgettable, like, 80s, like, comedies that, like, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Savage Steve something uh, who did, uh, uh, fuck, One Crazy Summer. I'm trying to remember. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm blanking on it. But those kinds of movies, this is as close as I've seen to that kind of tone.
1: Which needs what? to come back to to a degree. I, I do miss those movies. I think this one looks a little more adult than the good boys. So
3: oh, I'm actually well, I mean, excited it, to see this.
2: I, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is so fucking good that I ha I, I, I kind of recommend it just because wow. she is so good it. in it. But uh like the movie is just so badly put together and so like here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene. That's a movie, yeah, right? Yeah. So it feels like uh, a little like like vignettes or something almost. Like and like there's no co- like even if you do that there should be something that coalesces at the end of it, right? Sure. This doesn't have that. Um it does feature uh my f- current favorite actor uh, uh Eben Moss-Backrock from uh Oh, the
0: Bear, Bear and, and uh, uh Punisher uh, and his, his Microchip at really? and andor
2: uh
3: oh yes
0: of course an andor yeah yeah, yeah
2: yeah uh and he's in it for a little bit he's you've probably seen the bit from the trailer uh but uh, you know i i enjoyed it but it, it's not a good movie like it's not yeah. put together well
0: it's okay to enjoy bad movies man oh, sure. by the way cabin uh directing from the internet you were right savage steve holland holland that's is who it. you were thinking of and just because i you know i had his filmography open here we're talking 2014's Nickelodeon made-for-TV movie, Santa Hunters. Oh, boy. Uh, four children try to claim that Santa Claus is real. And I guess that's the, that's the little log line here. And I <sighs> guess, you know, because of the title, that's like, what? They're going to have his fucking head mounted or something? That would Santa be great.
2: Oh, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic <laughs> if you <laughs> take another version. You know, we've tried uh, violent Christmas movies, and they've worked so well. Yep. so many times That's violet right. night everybody remembers it and loves <laughs> it everybody's still talking about it today uh and uh i just like i, I don't know like it, at least that would be something but I, I i assume this is just nickelodeon like hey we're gonna hit him with a nerf gun
0: yeah probably
2: uh so
1: you oh, know uh, weak movies what? just want to quickly say i'm what also. what do you saying, dude what I'm against santa movies in general In general? So oh, sure to you chris yeah uh,
0: sure um, no hard feelings in week two. Seven and a half million. It's about a 50% fall, which isn't terrible, but this will be, you watch, this will be uh, including me and Steve, a rental sure. um big POV uh thing here. So, all right, number three, of course, elemental. Mm. Disney's big fucking money pit, their $200 million money pit. Uh here at number three, 11.3 million, Um it's another 39%.
2: Dry. I mean, like, it's a decent hold, but you know, I, it's also not great, gross to begin I, with. I am just waiting for this fucking thing to be heading to Disney. Like, there's some movies where I'm just like, let it stay in the theater for a while, make some money, whatever. This, I'm like, just send it to Disney Plus now. Yeah. Like, nobody is like, you're not hearing even the Pixar people defend this movie. They're not <laughs> even going to back The people who are addicted to this shit are still like, no, this is bad stuff get it off the streets um you know the funny thing though i'll say is that you know this
0: number three at the box office didn't really do much but it's a bigger splash than something we're not really going to talk about uh because it didn't chart in the top five ruby gilman teenage kraken which uh, debuted
2: down below the flash at number seven at the Pardon box me? office
1: what is, what is this
0: this, this
2: is, is the, the movie, Sea Beast movie he's been talking about for like three or four I, I, years now.
1: Yeah. you said, the <laughs> Sea Beast movie, I've been like, I guess I need to find out what that is later, and the, I've never it, been
2: able to. The problem with that is that there is literally a Netflix animated movie called The Sea Beast that came out like last year. Oh, no
0: <laughs> shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so that made like $5.2 million or something, so it didn't even crack the top five. That's a big uh, flush away from Dis- or for Universal How much did that, we don't have a Do we have it? No, No. I was looking to see it's uh, cost but I I don't Ah. have that right in front of me, but yeah poor Universal Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? And then no surprises here still holding in at number two, Spider-Man across the uh, Spider-Verse you're in week five with another 11.6
2: million I'm hearing the animators are hard at work getting you a fifth version that we promise (laughs) you will like all the way through uh, we, we what's promised. happening here. What are we, are we redoing the movie and putting it back in theaters? There was uh, uh, issues like, or, or they did it once. already. They did it once. And like, uh-huh. they did a, a fix of sorts, like in one frame, it just, and you, if you read, there was a, a report, I think it was in the times. I can't remember uh-huh. uh, about how, like, uh, I forgive was Phil Lord or his partner uh, had just worked the animators to the fucking bone. Like,
3: oh yes i did see that
0: thing where they were like doing all these changes and shit and they were like guys do you know that this is an animated movie yeah (laughs) but when you change shit that drastically it
2: takes weeks and months to fucking fix so there were like literally like different versions of the movies being sent to different theaters essentially uh with different scenes and different fixes happening like
1: i said initially when i went and see i saw this opening weekend i couldn't hear the screen
2: yeah, yeah.
3: So, I think they oh, fixed right. that. I forgot
2: the audio stuff too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they fixed that as well, Eric. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see a tenth version before it gets well, out of the. You know what's really
1: <laughs> shocking here is the Flash is gone in one. Well, thank God. Where he, is it on this list?
0: It was. Uh, I think it was in. It was in six this week. It was right above Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken, and it made another. F- 5.2 million dollars
1: transformers and week whatever more, mm-hmm. yeah wipe above the flash
0: yeah well, dude
2: well you don't because your are the transformers rise of the beast does not have a true crime podcast uh, <laughs> leading yeah. it in like That's that is the, like the thing fucking dis- is a disaster because ezra Miller, they are cr- insane like whatever man like
0: it yeah. happened Uh, Someone pointed out uh, in the chat another movie that we're not going to talk about at length, but it was somewhere still at the box office. I thought it was a little farther up. No, uh, down to 13. But I just want to put out there. I did see uh, The Blackening uh, late last week. Fucking funny movie, man. Little light on the horror, but that's okay. It's like rapid fire fucking jokes great performances great screenplay really funny shit it was me and like five people in the theater at (laughs) union square on like a fucking (laughs) thursday afternoon that's my new thing man i go to union square travel agency to pick up grass and right across the street is the fucking regal union square right there
1: what's funny you mentioned five people seeing the blackening that's the amount of people including me and my wife that were at indiana jones on saturday afternoon
2: wow yeah. Soft
1: opening, right? Uh, it's not no, doing so hot.
2: Soft opening, Eric. You say that, but like uh, my theater was packed yesterday, really? packed. Like uh, I, um, uh, me and Soph, we like the first two rows. Like we we just like yeah. seeing the whole screen right up there. Yeah, but all the 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 aisle, like up there, was full, completely full. Wow. All right.
4: Visit betterhelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash WHM.
0: Um, speaking of which, yes, uh, the soft opening, Indiana Jones and the soft box office opening. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: he's an older guy now. You know what so I Sure
0: it uh it was at number one but with uh 60 million dollars folks uh <laughs> not great about 130 million global which is also not great because somehow this movie t- cost like 295 million dollars. astronomical i don't know
1: where that went
0: I, I really don't know i no, really sit. on the
1: screen i guess no. it's just all the cgi stuff is which also feels like a racket to me is someone embezzling what is happening with these that's probably
2: true i would i I wouldn't be surprised eric that sounds
0: right (laughs) um but yeah i mean you know it's one of those things where it's like you know you know and i i love the indiana jones franchise like as an idea right Mm. and through in there there are movies that i love like and dislike and you know i think we're sort of the last it doesn't feel, at least to me, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but it doesn't feel to me like a generation-spanning franchise, like a Star Wars, like no, in, that, in no. that same way. And I mean, you sort of look at the numbers, right? One in four ticket buyers were over 55 years old.
1: And that's the thing, is like this franchise, like this is something I could have probably got my dad out of the house to go see, but he has passed away recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the audience for this movie doesn't exist anymore unfortunately yeah.
3: It, it, yeah.
2: it's a father and son mo- it's funny it's a father and son movie with one of the most like weird father and son relationships within it uh on both sides both uh with uh Indy's father and Mutt who we will talk about right, right, when right. we get to when we talk about the movie for real uh but i saw so many dads and their kids in indie get up going to the theater when i was really i saw, really? Wow, I saw several father son duos with the indie Garb, with the whip, too. Like, I don't know how they got through the fucking front door. <laughs> wow, uh, that's fucked they, they, up. They, they, they were amped for this. And I think that is probably who's going to see this. But I, I also agree. It, this is not a universe. This is a character. Like, yeah. Star Wars is a universe. You get to play around. There is yep. a precedent for that to be a thing that you just go off to another character that happens in the movies themselves you know you just this is just a character it's just indiana jones
1: and you can leave him behind and you can do another world war ii adventure and play in that sandbox and have it be unrelated like kelly's heroes yes um dirty dozen all these movies that came out in the 60s and 70s that were taking place in that world war ii european theater sandbox yep you can do it again you don't need to you can even make it funny you don't even need to you don't need to (laughs) resurrect these characters through cgi
2: you do well, well I mean like that uh, we'll get to it but like i the the coldest open to like i was just i was checked out to the whole beginning of this movie because of that wow. uh but like what you're saying eric like you cannot make anything now that doesn't have some kind of ip like that has to be the guarantor that there is some existing Thing that like, because this is by Mm -hmm. all means. Again, we're going to talk more about this, but like, this should have probably been Phoebe Waller-Bridge's movie. If we're being honest about what this movie should have been, well, that's. I
0: mean, this is what happens when you anchor like some sort of pseudo franchise to a single
2: dude for forty-two years. And you cannot move away from it because that yeah. is what is bringing in your 55-year-olds. Your 55-year-olds are coming in because they heard Indiana Jones is going to be in the That's movie. That's true. See, and frankly, like, I mean, it's,
0: it's tough to get those, like, plus 55ers back to the theater. Why it's would they? It's been tough to come back for the that. The
1: state of the industry, movies are a toilet. IP in it.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I in, <laughs> in it. IP yeah. in it. There's um, IP pee really. in it.
1: There's IP so in the movies?
0: We will talk more about Indian the Dial of Destiny uh, a bit later. But first, we we got a plug here because this is the holiday weekend, so we got to plug our holiday show. But it's not for this holiday. No, Eric, which holiday is this around? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> How what many fucking that? shows do we I, have Christmas? Yes.
1: I, again, I'm against <laughs> Santa movies. You caught me off guard there. I wasn't thinking of December right off the dome. December uh, 7th. We'll yes. be at white Eagle hall in Jersey city, New Jersey, talking about the Santa Claus. No? Oh, right.
2: we, we had to shoot down the idea of doing Pearl Harbor. We really were I thinking actually, about it for a moment. I
1: suggested it. No joke. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I mean, it's still Michael Bay's worst movie, movie. So, but, but yeah, no, Santa Claus, of course, movie. We we talked about the third one on the show. That's uh, this, right. Oh, this one that. is what, like origins level. We are going to be talking about Tim Allen dumping oil everywhere. Body I don't, don't care where he is. <laughs> too?
1: Body horror. His, Absolutely. His body gets fatter and hairier, which is like what's happening to me.
0: It's like the most... Cronenbergian Santa Claus tale. Like this guy goes through some violent, presumably painful physical transformations. And we're going to talk all about it uh, at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's December 7th. We're just getting the early word out about the ticks. We won't be uh, inundating you every week from here till December, but uh, whmpodcast.com click on that tour button uh, and get your ticks in advance. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's a movie that I've seen a bajillion times
2: at least 10 at this point which really sucks for me really really sucks
0: maybe it was
1: twice maybe
0: it was a big like had that shit in the clamshell vhs case my friend that's right dude yeah snappy snappy uh so anyway get them ticks folks whmpodcast.com slash tour now uh there is a shit ton of movies to talk about with more on the way And the only way we can try to keep up with even a small amount of it is in a cleverly named segment we like to call Trailer Segment. All right. Now, uh, for folks at home watching along on YouTube, down in the show description, uh, i like to point out we have the links to all three trailers we're going to be watching today. Uh, fellas, have you seen any of these before? Are these all new to you? These all new are to me. all new to me. Yeah. I had the first one here uh, in front of my uh, indie screening uh, on Friday morning, and that is, of course, the new sit-down action thriller from Liam Neeson, Retribution. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, Look at dudes! Them. I'm telling you right now, I uh I don't think this guy's getting out of the car in this movie. Uh, it's directed by Nimrod Atal, of course. Um, oh,
2: look, everybody yeah. was wondering what if uh, uh Lock was an action movie. Yep, that's exactly what, right. What, what what if that could happen? And everybody was banging on the door. Why don't we have more Lock movies? Why aren't there more <laughs> Lock movies? Why isn't Liam Neeson in a Lock movie? They, I they am- finally getting it
1: kind of interested because uh Nimrod atal did control and vacancy which i thought were pretty good
2: Pretty good uh, predators arm- not great uh yeah. armored is pretty good uh it's got a good little yeah, it's cast. all right yeah
1: um, it, armored is good if you want like something that feels like an older you know what i mean it feels yes. like that movie came out in 1995 or something
2: well literally <laughs> like there's a richard fleischer movie like armored car robbery that almost sounds that is almost exactly it uh, or this that also sounds like
0: a hard rain without the rain. Yes, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is Retribution. Uh, comes out August twenty uh, fifth here in the states from uh, good folks at Lionsgate. You dudes uh, synced up over there? I'm ready to roll. Oh, oh yeah. All right. The trailer for Liam Neeson in Retribution in three, two, one, go. Car
1: Ooh, Lionsgate Road. I I like that that opening like shot was like the old Grand Theft Auto view.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, boy. Dude. Yep. Here we go. Just cars blowing up this whole movie.
3: Still in the car. Dennis Hopper is back from the dead and he is. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Why is he like 73 years old driving little kids to school?
2: There's probably a deadbeat dad before. Now he's trying to make up for it. Oh, sure.
3: All right. So we speaking of speed, we can't get out of this car or else it will explode. Oh, hey, Matthew Modine. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hang on oh well now i know matthew modine's a crispy critter oh unless that was a trick and he's the killer oh cabin i think you just called it dude (laughs) okay we're out of the car here
0: that's true that might be like the first scene though oh fucking stewie from succession Uh. also blowing up possibly so this is like most of this budget is car explosions.
3: Yeah. They're good. Worse. Worth it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Arr. You said my daughter. You hurt my daughter. Yeah.
0: It's not my granddaughter. Oh, the purge is happening. <laughs> That's nice. You're next. Oh, <laughs> we're <I'm laughs> right. through the purge right now, honey. Dude, that row, row, row your
2: boat fucking little ringtone it's gonna
1: top the charts again
2: oh yeah it's gonna be back 100 above ice spice it's gonna be above all the other stuff
1: coming in at number one row row (laughs) row your boat
2: oh jim boy sitting
0: around the campfire singing row 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 (laughs) your boat uh yeah i don't know it's about as nice exploitation as it gets so you know i'm tuning in that's a a big VOD
2: (laughs) for me right there that's absolutely it's probably going to be
0: a big VOD for the charts in general hey probably but they got to do that thing where it's like you know give it to us kind of easy when it goes to POV uh, PVOD rather I don't want this like you see these sometimes where it's like a really new movie. It's like rent now for $24.99. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. I will not well, do that. that.
2: That's for like, I've found that's usually for like big, big, t- like the Super Mario Brothers when it first hit Amazon was like 25 bucks. And I was like, fuck what you are out Absolutely. of your fucking mind. I didn't even pay uh, that
0: much when I saw it in the theater. Why exactly. would I do this? Why would I do
2: this? Out of your crazy um, mind. Here we go.
0: Uh, the next one up from famously retired filmmaker Steven Soderbergh. Oh really uh, yes. His new series, Full Circle uh coming to max uh just
4: in a couple weeks
0: here july 13th um kind of excited for this uh i was gonna say something about it before we watched the trailer but now i don't think that i oh written of course by the great ed solomon Oh, uh, bill, bill nice. and ted's movies and uh, men in black among other oh, things including okay. he he wrote uh i mean he's done a lot of things with soderbergh he wrote um what was the benicio movie from a couple years ago
2: you, no the sudden big move.
0: Crime move. Yes, no sudden move. He wrote that.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but this good appears movie. to be a six-part limited series. Uh queued up here with the trailer mm-hmm. no. in three, two, one, go. Oh, you better believe it's trailer, trailer
1: for the oh, trailer. <laughs> Look yeah, at all these. You need it. I can tell it's gonna be good, all those tense looks I saw at the start of this. <laughs>
3: Man, Oliphant, love that guy. Dude, Dennis Quaid, what is this guy turning into lately? Looks wise, I barely
0: recognize him. Zazzy Beats, okay. So it's
2: a, a Nissan movie with Timothy Oliphant?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Well, apparently it's a show. Uh oh. All right. Mm. Okay. CCH Pounder being the lead of something just makes me happy, period. Ooh. I'm very much into this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like scuzzy rich people shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> There's a problem Holy with your smoke. hot pockets. Come with me. <laughs> your hot pockets have been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's a toaster strudel on the line.
0: <laughs> Claire Danes running around. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey Yeah, it's big Steve. I'm always going to show up for big Steve. Yeah, Uh, that was he's my guy. I I, I love him. stoked. Uh,
0: You know, what's funny is I haven't really done too much of his uh, television, though.
2: Uh, Mosaic uh, is worth seeing. It's it's very weird. But uh, also uh, somebody posted it today. There was this uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the series. I think it's Fallen Angels is the name of the series. uh And it has two things that are interesting. It has the first pairing of Steven Soderbergh with Brendan Fraser. Uh, on like a little 30 minute uh like noir uh piece they did together uh-huh. and it also has the only known tom cruise directorial effort there was a 30 Wait. minute uh tom cruise directed a episode of fallen angels with um, yeah. what's his uh uh peter gallagher uh nice. and isabella rossellini uh what and it's this it's 30 minutes uh you can find it on youtube it's it's worth seeing i i like the soda Burber one better but i'm biased uh the tom cruise one is interesting to say the least uh, uh it, it's, oh, does, it's does that mean it did a shitty job no the direction is fine like it's not like uh like oh my god there's all these ideas here but it's like yeah. competently made you're talking
0: 1993, about nineteen ninety-three, he's
2: yeah, directing yeah. this. That
1: aired on Showtime. And yes. also Peter Bogdanovich, John yep. Dahl, great neo noir d- director. Yes. Wow. A lot of people. Alfonso this. Tom Hanks directed something on this.
2: They there was these there. This was a thing for huh. a little bit. Do you you feel- were allowed to make shows where you're just like, here, here's a good director. Take something for 30 minutes and see what you can do with it. There was uh Amazing Stories, this is another one version of this. Uh, Spielberg is all over that Clint that I did one of those Uh, it, it. I love that kind of TV that's like my favorite kind of TV it's just 30 minute shorts from good directors I was looking to see um, if there'd be any luck with uh,
0: Just Watch having some more information here but uh, it appears the only listing they'll bring up is the Wong Kar Wai movie but so. mm-hmm.
2: ah. oh, you're saying there's a shit ton of this on YouTube? The, Cru- the Cruise one and the uh, Soderberg one, I think, are both on YouTube. I know the Cruise one is because I watched it there. Uh, but the Soderbergh one I watched recently. Uh, and there's a bunch of other people in it. But Brendan Fraser is very good in it. And he's Interesting. just Interesting. your okay. kind of character, uh, uh, Eric. like Very like cold, hitman, Melville-type guy. Ooh,
1: just like uh, me.
2: Yes, of course. <laughs> International spy, Eric mm-hmm.
1: Siska. They call me Les Samurai.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hey, great fucking movie. Yeah. Um so we got one more here. Uh this is the next uh, directorial effort from Ethan Cohen. Oh, yeah. Drive Away Dolls. Um co-written by him and his uh Ooh, professional and personal partner. Check out um, where he's parking
1: that car on this poster.
0: Trisha Cook is her name and <laughs> yes, it's uh you know what? It's a shitty poster. I don't like this poster. You're right, because
2: usually the headlights are up here, right? <laughs> well, look, also, so it just looks too much like the Movie 43 poster. Dude,
0: thank you. It's a, Absolutely. It, it was giving
2: me, like, reverberations when I saw it. Yeah, uh, I was I, like, oh, no, fuck, you. am I about to watch a sketch movie? You're right. Ooh.
1: Wow. I just Googled Movie 43 poster, <laughs> and it's, like, dead on. Yeah, yeah it's dude, fucking it's, it's,
0: it's fucking brutal. This uh, It's a bad poster. No, thank um, you. But yeah, so this is uh, this is the route that Ethan's going uh, with his solo directorial I, stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll we we'll see. You'll see. But like it is because uh, I did. I, I I forgot this was the title of the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, but I had a great seen, title also. But yeah, I have seen this trailer. And it is interesting that like literally you can see the bifurcation between him oh, and Joel. With yep. ta- the, the, the The Macbeth movie. Plus, this is what a normal Coen Brothers movie would feels like. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I I think you're totally right on with that. Uh, it's interesting. It's very we'll interesting. we take a look that. here. This is uh, limited on 922 from Focus Features. Makes me wonder with that 922 platform if they would uh, have this in Toronto this year or something. Um, Probably. Let's see. So, ba, 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 ba. all right, got my. There we go. All right. Uh, the trailer for Drive Away Dolls, directed by Ethan Cohen, in three, two, one, go.
3: Oh, the for the trailer. Trailer trailer. again got us mm-hmm. ooh good neon sign that guy's doing Clint Eastwood cosplay is that Bradley Whitford I can't tell I can't <laughs> alright Wally's certainly doing a voice here, huh? Yeah. Yes. That seems kind of Cohen-esque, you know, to have like a weird fun accent. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Accentuate that character with that. Yeah, definitely. Bill Camp. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Hell yeah. I'm interested in this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. As a uh, Tallahassee head, I'm very interested.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, dude. One thing I've known about you for years, man. You love Tallahassee, Florida. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude.
3: Get my panhandle on. (laughs) Uh, Oh, good nut shot from
0: Beanie. Okay. I love seeing Austin Public. Yeah. Kicking anyone
1: in the
3: dick is just a delight. Joey Slotnick. Yeah. (laughs) Slam. Yeah, okay. It could go either way. Like, yeah,
2: that is that one of those trailers where, like, I could see it being annoying as hell or being very good.
1: I think I heard that this was very short as well. Oh, that's barely ninety minutes, or or maybe under.
2: Oh, that's, uh, you're um, talking my language right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, uh, uh, the co-star there to Margaret Qualley is, uh, Geraldine Viswanathan, And, um, I think the only thing I may have
2: seen her in is Blockers, which I remember being pretty funny. She's great. The, I, the Blockers, I think the kids are great. I, I'm not crazy about the adult stuff. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I can kind of see that. Although what's his face, uh, I thought was really good. What the fuck's, um, John Cena yeah cena i thought was very funny enjoy that man he does beefcake uh over protective father pretty well um i want to go
1: back and check out the marine maybe that would be an episode for us oh it is
2: oh man it's so stupid eric you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as
0: david points out in the chat here i reckon this ethan guy has seen fargo and I i think that's what's kind of funny right is like this is sort of like you realize like joel was kind of like uh you know, the um, roadblock seems wrong. Sort of like the the regulator. Like, for, you know, he was the dude pulling the switch to make sure things didn't go, like, too far off the rails. Kept a, a bit of the um, sort of more seriousness, like, yep. cinema kind of feel to a lot of their stuff. Right. And this is like, if you just took that Cohen, you know, kinetic energy and just let it run roughshod over a movie, which could be either a exhausting or be really fascinating and i think mm. the fact that it's short might lead to it being not exhausting which i'm excited for
2: i'm really hoping i'm really pulling uh, yeah. for him <laughs> so you know we
0: will see 922 uh, from focus features um you know guys we have a, a merch store did you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Yeah, i i read
1: can, about that mm-hmm. yeah you can
0: go to whmpodcast.com and click on that that merch button and we wanted to announce the next Rad design from our good friend, Philippe Sobrero here. Now, if you are a subscriber to our Patreon, you may have already heard our We Love Movies episode, all about Indiana Jones... Uh and the uh which one did we do there? Indiana Last Jones? Crusade. Oh, Last Crusade but
1: I mean Raiders is also available on Patreon if you're That's into true. that.
0: Yes. That's where I got confused. But uh yeah, Last Crusade, where there was a bit that uh started up when we were talking about the end of the movie related to skeleton juice. Mm-hmm. So if you've listened to the ep, you know what I'm talking about. And thanks to Philippe, we have a new piece of merch, skeleton juice merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can go to our merch store and check that out. It's beautiful. Uh, Look at that. Uh, I guy.
1: love it. Donovan Let's, Yeah, being eviscerated by drinking as you know he actually got the grail right but it was just full of skeleton juice that's right that's a
3: mistake
2: that's a mistake on his part totally
0: um and by the way i'll just mention since uh you know it's kind of blown up um over the past few days the show is on blue sky now folks so uh at Uh, whmpodcast.bsky.social that's where we are over there if you're making the uh the leap off the rms titanic twitter um <laughs> so just put that out there and we're working on getting uh, all four of us on there as well so stay tuned for that but if you're on there uh give us a follow now um we can get back into it for a little bit because uh, you know and we should just we should watch it watch the time here because i know um you know be a a bountiful mighty discussion right indiana jones and the dial of destiny
1: let's try to not do exactly spoilers i don't know how this is going to go um
4: so yeah i mean we'll try not to
2: spoil i think like yeah i mean there's i guess there are some spoilery moments especially towards the end but i can i mean i can open just by saying it it, not for me uh this was uh i i kind of i had i had a the de-aging stuff I'm fine with in dollops and doses. They really stretched my patience on this one. And, and like, it, I, don't, I think they're getting better at it, yeah. but I also am like the cold dead eyes. It just, it, it hits me every See, time.
1: The, the thing <laughs> is, I actually, I thought the opening sequence, which is the de-aged Indiana Jones, I thought was quite riveting except for whenever he talked or did anything too close up. It kind of looked weird. There's the a reason this really takes match. place.
0: There's the reason this place takes place in the dead of night. Yes. yes.
1: And I kind of, I I, I think, you know, say what, I mean, obviously this, I would rather them not do CGI. I'd rather them get a stunt man to double form or something, yeah. but it's a train sequence. It was kind of giving me uh, vibes of the opening of the last crusade. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that what's funny is like that part I thought was pretty fun, and I thought it kind of suffered from a real soggy middle uh, for me.
2: Okay, yeah, that too. I, I I mean I don't think the the thing that I, I I'm not I can't say the thing I really like about this movie because it is the twist towards the very end, but sure. not the twist, a reveal I guess. Yeah, um, which but we're not going to spoil. We're we're not going to do. But <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, I guess my biggest thing is like. I just if I'm gonna have an Indiana Jones movie, I want a fucking Indiana Jones movie. I don't want the also Phoebe Waller Bridges. We're trying to hedge our bets here. This is kind of another movie well, that you might see, like instead.
0: I, I I yeah, all right. So I'll jump in here and say I clearly like this much more than the two of you did. Um and I disagree with that. I think they are equally teamed. I found her to be. A welcome addition because it's a fucking character like she's complicated she has her own motivations she's funny i mean i think phoebe waller bridge is funny in general if you don't you know if you're not like a flea bag person or whatever like maybe her you know sense of humor doesn't I you know never, work with I, you which is totally fine
1: i never saw fleabag but i kind of liked her here and i think the thing is it's like indiana jones is traditionally pairings right i mean with yeah, marion exactly. in the first movie uh, short round in Kate Capshaw on the second, and then of course uh, the father in the third, and then the fourth with Mutt. And this Mutt. is the thing: is no matter what, this is better than Crystal Skull. I think anyway. What do you What do you think about that, Chris? I'm curious I, I, your I opinion. think
2: I think it's a it's a switch off. I think they're about as bad as each other. But here is the difference: the uh, Spielberg directed the one, so it's well directed. Everything was clear. I could see what was happening. I had no point like being like. Why is this shot like this? What is going on? Like, but
1: everything that was happening was script,
2: stupid. The script sucked. <laughs> yeah. The script was terrible. So now we have a better script, but the filmmaking sucks. I like, I like James Mangold. I'm a big man. Uh, Copland is very good. Logan is probably um, my top, one of my top five superhero movies. Yeah, I don't think he's right for this. I think it's dark as shit through all this stuff because they have to do the CGI stuff. There is one scene where I almost screamed because I I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying there is a plane at being chased by a motorcycle and the motorcycle is being chased by another plane. To me, that is a dramatic enough setup. And then they're like, "Eh, how about if we make it completely look like shit with fake rain? Because it's not dramatic enough. It's not dramatic yeah. enough that that's happening. <laughs> Fuck it. Put on rain that makes it impossible to see what's going on and look like shit. So a little, like,
1: mur- a little murky is what you're saying. Murky. And this yeah. is this yeah, is very a, tr- a trend that is not really beholden to Indiana Jones. Like it's everywhere. It's, exactly. it's everywhere. Exactly. House of the and dragon solo. solo. Like sucks. everything is murky now. Yeah. Yeah. It's to help I, hide know, CG, I guess.
0: I. It has to be. You know. And it's like I. It's unfortunate because, yeah, a lot of this movie, again, as much as I liked it, it's not perfect. And one of the problems was I was like, turn on the lights. Excuse me. You turn on the light. Like, there's so much of it. And not just the, yeah, the 20 minutes in the train at the beginning. There's a lot of shit where I'm like, man, somebody turn on the lights. You know, there's even like they manage in parts where like it's Indiana Jones in his like downtown scuzzy apartment. And it's like the middle of the morning. And it's still kind of dark. And I'm like, "What? he's got the shades open. Why is it this fucking dark in this apartment? Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a big flub. I will say, no spoilers about uh, the state of Mutt, but I think that, that <laughs> what it is winds up turning into one of, I think, I, I don't know, it's a pretty powerful dramatic turn in the movie I thought worked really well. And I think it's they do something with it as opposed to like, he's just off he joined the circus he's he's at oxford studying (laughs) like it's an actual thing that holds weight and i was actually kind of surprised that it hit that sort of emotional level for me because there's only like honestly in the four other movies the only time i think i felt something sort of similar is i thought i lost your boy yeah like (laughs) that's kind of it i I, I
2: think like it's emotionally it hits i think because of at least for me it it only hits because of what happens uh towards the end uh the thing we're not going to talk about yeah. uh and, but like to the people are bridging I think she's good too I just don't there is no I felt no warmth between them whatsoever I felt like they were just two people and like Part of that is what they're trying to do with the characters. Right, because like, it an right. like right. adversarial
1: split. sort of relationship.
2: But, like, I still need some kind of connection because they're, because of how they bring her up. Like, it, sure. it's his goddaughter. I mean, I think that's in the trailer. She's yes. His and, yeah. like, you, you spend time with her father throughout this movie, more towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just was like, I didn't feel any connection whatsoever. And also, when they them. tried
1: to make the connection, Chris, like, the flashback, I didn't need...
0: No, it was terrible. Like, no, let me tell you something about that flashback too. Was I was like, that was one of the wor. There was a couple of worry points in the movie where I was like, uh oh, <laughs> they're doing this, and if X continues, yes, I'm gonna be very worried. And that was one of them. It's not a spoiler to say that there's a single flashback scene in the movie, but I was sitting there like, oh fuck, is the structure of this movie <laughs> drastically changed because we're making it in 2023 and like it's a different director. And whatever, you know, and different writers, more or less, like, what is going on? And thankfully, it's the only one which is both good and bad, because it's not littered with them. So it doesn't fuck with the flow of the movie Mm -hmm. relentlessly. But also, now it sticks out on as a sore thumb kind of thing. Because like, now it's the only I mean, aside from the first movie, that's, you know, or the, the first part of the third movie, that is this extended flashback kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then you're done, which this movie does also, except for this little you know, look back and I was like, fuck. But now mm-hmm. it sticks out bad either way. I don't know. So it was it was a bad move to have that in there. It didn't heighten anything because they already talked, like they talk about the scene that you see before you see it. Yes. So then when you see it, you're like,
2: yeah, all right, what's, like, what's the, got yeah, it. I mean, it's kind of to reveal something about her father, but like really it doesn't add up to much in the whole of the movie. Nope. And also I, I hate the opening, but to if that is the end of the de-aging thing, fine. Fine. I will eat the shit. But like to have this one more like, nah, how about we do it one more time? Just uh, one more time I get you. And that's kind of weird
0: because like it's, I feel like not as dh so they made him look like
2: crystal skull era well aren't well, are you just blown away that we can do this andrew aren't you just fucking <laughs> are you shitting and pissing out of your fucking orifices because mm-hmm. you're so excited about how we can do this now isn't that so great doesn't everybody fucking love this shit like i i i it, it's no so dude, do it i fucking hate it like i, I i'm always yeah. gonna hate it i just i i, I the tarkin stuff Sure. And oh yeah. The Irishman it works because it's a soulful movie, and like you're supposed to be looking back at something that was the the central for of something massive. I I, I love the
1: Irishman too, but it doesn't work there either.
2: I, I yeah. I, agree. I looks find like it Frankenstein,
1: very, and he's got at those least giant blue eyes, and it's just disturbing.
2: I get why people don't like it, and again, I think it should be wiped off. Period. Yeah. But at least <laughs> yeah. in a movie like that, I see what Scorsese, he's trying to do something with it. This, I was just like, uh, you're just trying to get the Spielberg magic back by going back to a Spielberg era. And like, yeah. I don't think that's very smart. I don't think that's, you're mangled. You know how to make a movie. Don't, right. Don't and that's second guess yourself like this. That's what's tough, right? Is because like,
0: and I like James Mangled too. Um, and, you know, I think I thought the directing was more fine than you did. It is, like, it's an unenviable task for any director to have to pick up a franchise where the other four of them and the only other four of them to ever exist are directed by one of the most talented and celebrated filmmakers in the history of the medium
2: that's fucking heavy man yeah That's real heavy. Nobody wants to deal with shit like that. Like, that's why you have such a hard time getting, like, really good directors to just do these movies is because they're like, I don't want to fucking do Do you see what I have to step up against? And, like, I'm not allowed to change that much. Like, it would be one thing if they allowed them to actually play with the material a little bit, but they just want a retread. Almost all every time was what they're looking for is a retread. So, like, they don't get to do anything they don't even have to be get to have fun I mean,
1: you're right because this is this yeah. is just this is a nostalgia cycle let's try like one last big swan dive with indie it's not like Mangold's got anything to do after this with the franchise i imagine this will be the last
2: it better maybe
1: they'll be, be a, i you know didn't do well enough i don't think for a spinoff with uh fleabag or anything like that but
0: yeah i i, I don't know i could i would see maybe some like Disney Plus TV show where it's recast or yeah. whatever, which I don't particularly care <laughs> I mean, for. There either is
1: precedence for recasting Indiana Jones, right? Because we had the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles,
0: and right, Sean Patrick flannery
1: You could yeah. just do that again if you really wanted to tap into this, and it would probably sure. be better than what we're getting now. I I, I didn't hate this movie. I want to mention I, I gave it three stars on a Letterbox. I actually had a good time with it, but there are you know those those glaring
0: yeah. problems. You know, to the nostalgia stuff, because like obviously we're just we're getting douched with nostalgia 24-7. I would argue that the nostalgia, how it's like, you know, telegraphed in this movie, kind of airs closer towards is not as good as, but airs closer towards Star Trek Picard than something like The Flash, mm-hmm. right? Where the Flash is just like nothing but easter eggs and elbow nudging and order to just catch that fucking reference whereas like picard was like this is these characters 20 years on and like indeed this is indeed 20 years on and he's talking about things differently it's a different sort of indiana jones i mean for again a reason that i'm not gonna you know talk about here but i think it is a little bit of a different character it's Mm -hmm. not just like the same guy and like you know yeah he references you know drinking the blood of Kala at one point and whatever. And so there's like things here and there, but it's not like, you know, he's got the fucking crystal skull sitting on the bookshelf <laughs> right. in his living yeah, room, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, things like that. So it just felt more of like a, this is a nostalgia that's aged versus like a, look at that fucking CGI beep and yeah. that CGI beep from the flash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's not that no. kind of that, gross. That shit. said
1: I didn't need Salah. I felt like that was oh, man. a little much. Yeah,
2: why? Why would you give? Like, I, I, I get like, uh, first of all, like his, his, his very uh, obvious, uh, very wise opinions on uh, being a Muslim. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, notwithstanding, sure. you also in this age, like a hundred people have brought this up, but in this age, a Welshman playing an Egyptian. Like, are, are we still like, fine, yeah. that's fine. Like uh, in any other movie, people would be raising their cackles and losing their shit over this. But of course, nostalgia wins over. So like, he's grandfathered
1: in quite literally.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> like it's it's so fucking stupid, but like wh- whatever. Like it's, I, it's I, not great, but you know, nice
0: detail that, and you know, not really a spoiler, but like Indy helped his family come to Egypt. That's kind of neat. I don't know, it, whatever. I, or come from Egypt to America rather, I should say. I, I,
2: I mean, as you uh, uh, alluded to, it is certainly a better movie than The Flash. But I can only say that because The Flash is a world-class atrocity. Like, <laughs> there is not going to be something like that very often. That thing was a true fucking catastrophe. And, like, yeah, sure. the movie itself and everything leading up to the movie. It was just a perfect showcase. You could not ask for that to come back. This is, like, Mo. I mean... I like Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. I'll say that. Yes. He, oh I, hell I, yeah! He's pretty good in that. I, yes. like, I like the
1: whole. I, I like the plot. I like the concept. I like the stuff towards the end. I had a good time with a lot of it.
2: Some Walt of the Boyd Holbrook classic heavy. Boyd Holbrook, who has, I think, is now any James Mangold movie is going to have him as a heavy. I think yes. that's just after yeah. Logan in this. I think he's just like yeah, just you come back.
1: And you know what's, what's, what's what's terrifying. What's terrible too is like Mangold was going to direct the Boba Fett movie and it was supposed to be like a spaghetti Western. Then we instead went to the Kitty TV show instead. Uh And it's sort of like, Oh, speaking of nostalgia and IP, I mean, that's a property I would have liked to see Mangold handle. um, We got this and it's, it's, it's not bad. Honestly, it's
2: not too bad. Because Boba Fett, he there's no like you could say he has to step up into George Lucas's shoes, but it wasn't like Lucas was focused only on and he's barely in the movie he directed. Like the it, this would have been a place where he could have Explore. free reign yes. and do yes. what he likes to do. Logan, like what everybody says about Logan, is that there are Western elements to it uh, that people love and that is where he does well copland also has western elements these are right. what he is good at like so we were why saying not before. Just let him do that
1: just playing the world war ii sandbox i mean tarantino did it to critical yes. acclaim
2: of course Have right. fun. I mean, he's yeah. not gonna be tarantino but yes i i agree with you oh man
0: yeah if this movie ended with like fucking indiana jones just taking a machine gun to hitler's skull that'd be great that would <laughs> yeah, truly phenomenal. be so. okay. oh,
1: <laughs> carving a swastika into the forehead of uh mads Mikkelsen.
0: absolutely uh, the thing about mads also uh to just harp on the fucking vfx again you didn't need to de-age him for that train yeah. sequence it's mads ridiculous. Mikkelsen, dude right. like just gray his hair up in the 1969 timeline and that's fine. Like huh. you did not need to put a polish on that dude's face. Cause what happened there, cause it was like more of a subtle one. Like he kind of looks like how bad Kurt Russell looks in that second guardians movie yes. where he's just got like the fucking, you know, Ken doll yep. face. Yeah. It kind of looks like that with Mads, and you're like, oh man, just make sure like his hair's you know dyed so you got all the gray out and everything, and you know you
2: could do things. Fine. There's plenty of things to be done with this shit. It's yeah. just like the 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 problem is just like I I look every time he's on screen in that first like 20 minutes or so, yeah. Like it makes me itchy because I'm like, is wait, is that real or not? Like yes, you shouldn't yeah. be. You, you should if it's gonna be fake, it should be obviously fake. Like I I I. I shouldn't be like. Wait, what the fuck? Why is he? Wait, they look should make like-
1: it Make you you're saying they should make it w- look worse.
2: I would, pro- or <laughs> either just look like shit. Don't, or don't do, it. do it. I mean, like, don't either do yeah. just don't do it. But like the the problem is, is like he just looks like a fucking character from the Last of Us video game. Like I just yeah. always I'm yeah, looking yeah, over, does. and he's like looks half fake.
1: I mean, guys. Speaking of which, I saw I, I rewatched Tron Legacy this past week. Um,
0: oh, how's that hold up, dude?
1: Honestly, really well. I thought Maybe. it was excellent. I had so much fun with it. But one, it's you know, 2010, and we this is sort of the kicking off of de aging, oh, and we right. had that Bridges, Jeff forgot. Bridges, which I would argue actually works in the world of the computer world of Tron when he's Clue because that's a fucking computer game. I guess it right. looks like a computer game. That makes sense. Context the movie context. Yes. But un- unfortunately the movie undercut itself by having a young de aged regular Jeff Bridges in an opening sequence before oh, we the, even get there.
0: I forgot about yeah. that cold and open. Yeah that, yeah.
1: that, that is the big glaring era of that movie. I did. I did still really love it. I rewatched that and the first Tron and I had a blast.
0: Ooh, really good movies. Hopefully. You're having yourself a good holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just uh, as a, you know, shitty, totally selfish, uh, shameless plug, I decided to go long on Dial of Destiny uh, on my website over at andrewjupin.com. Uh, spoilers abound there, but uh did want to plug it because, yeah, I, you know, and I've said it elsewhere, I'm just as surprised as anybody else. Uh, but it. I had a lot of fun. I just kind of turned myself over to it, you know, sort of warts and all and whatever. But, yeah, like, you know. There's warts, man. Don't worry about that. There's, there's definite, uh, warts to be found, but I even find myself, you know, now it's Monday. We saw it on Friday afternoon. I don't know. I'm still feeling good about it. I'm not regretting things I said there. So take it for, for whatever, but I I know it's it's getting slammed a lot. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's really kind of about it. I'm curious, uh, any big other weekend watches? You know, I got the Twilight Zone on here in the background. That's a big, uh, you know, July Fourth tradition for a lot of folks. Are you dudes watching anything?
2: Uh, I mean, I saw I saw No Hard Feelings and I saw Indiana Jones. I'm I we are very slowly trying to part. Eight episodes into the season two of the Bear, same. Actually, I'm exactly I'm, where you are. Oh wow! I mean, it's great It's I'm it having a lot of fun. Incredible. incredible. I, this okay. embarrasses all other taylor tele- Like it is so confident and so into what it's doing. Like on a in a way that I I have never seen with a t- like not since Twin Peaks coming back. Have I seen a show that just is itself Whoa. on its own terms and like. Of course, it's not as elusive and mysterious as Twin Peaks is. It's a much more grounded show. So the like,
0: season, uh, season two, episode eight, isn't about, like, the construction of
2: evil yeah. at the advent of the no. atomic bomb. There's or, no and- bugs. No bugs going in everybody's <laughs> mouths. None Nobody's, of that. Nobody's uh, got a light. None you. of that.
1: Speaking nope. of the construction of evil, though, Jamie Lee Curtis is in that episode. <gasps>
2: whoa wait a minute Dude, jamie lee gotta get on
1: it that you, episode you, you is you really monumental
2: have to, you have to watch it, it Ooh, okay it, uh, we're not gonna All say right. anything about it but my god it's great
3: All yeah right. i'm, I'm having a, a great time with
1: it incredible. i love um i also love just the food stuff you know so you get like yeah. a little dose of what you like out of the food network in your
0: drama so you do they give you a little bit of food porn yes. oh, yeah of, oh, 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 oh okay. okay i like that i like yeah we have to get into it we're uh behind on that. We just did, uh, you know, the ubiquitous July 4th uh, Jaws rewatch. I have the 4K of that that I'd never actually watched. So we put that on. And it reminded me, I saw a lot of people and like theaters included Uh back over Memorial Day weekend being like annual Memorial Day Jaws screening. And I was like, you guys, uh wrong holiday. <laughs> have you seen the movie? <laughs> that was very weird. I don't know who's watching Jaws on Memorial Day, but July 4th weekend. Uh, Jaws was on. And I think the other thing we might try to do, we we watched uh, Shaun of the Dead last night, which I had not seen. And who the fuck knows? Uh, And I think we're going to try to
2: do the other two of them there. Edgar Wright movies. I just Um, rewatched The World's End. I I tried to watch every like three or five years. It's so fucking good.
0: Uh, Really? So this is interesting because I was talking to Steve about this and he and I both have seen it like once in theaters
2: and we're kind of just like meh on it.
1: I was like that too, but I went back and it is better than I remembered
2: it's really uh, i i think more like the first two uh, of the uh, what coronado trilogy i think it's called cornetto cornetto, cornetto. yeah
0: uh, I, I i like steve feel uncomfortable calling it that but yeah whatever it, it, yeah
2: the, like the, the the nick frost fucking the, the movies like yeah uh, the, i think hot fuzz and shawn of the dead are like very funny movies that do more than most parodies do. Like it's just yeah. a smart way of doing that kind of movie. Yeah, World's End is like to me one of his like genuinely like heartfelt, deeply dark movies. Like that's it, interesting. It's re- I think by the end of it, it is like a very dark film. I mean, it's where
1: the premise so many is, others are is, is sad in. to begin with. You know. Yes,
2: that's and true. it works on both ends. I think both if you read them as the heroes and read them as uh, as idiots. Like, in either sense, it works so well. I, I'm just, I'm really blown away by that movie. Um. Oh, look at this. Someone here in the chat,
0: Gavin, says, I think Chris Cabin is the first person I've ever heard not have a meh opinion on World's End. And it's what might uh, finally get him to finish the trilogy. Well, look at that, dude!
2: Dude, fucking the it thing opens with with primal screams loaded. What? What more can I tell? You? <laughs> it is a great song, and it's never been used to open. And it's uh, just watch it. It's so fucking good.
0: There we go. Uh,
2: all right, gang. Well, I think that's gonna
0: wrap it up. We'll get back to the holiday weekend here. But uh, thanks for joining us. Either way, now of course, uh, just because it's the holiday weekend does not mean. We don't have stuff for y'all. So, of course, if you haven't uh, got hip yet, over on the Patreon our Spider-Man No Way Home and Terry. If you're looking for things to watch over the, the big long weekend here, that is available. A uh, lot of positive reviews of that I've, I've heard. <laughs> People seem to be enjoying it. Uh, and then, of course, on the main feed, there's all new We Hate Movies episode tomorrow dropping about you guessed it, Garfield the movie. Happy oh, 4th yeah.
1: of July, everyone.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, you know, this was a, even though it's a it's a short 81-minute movie, uh, it was a, a big, hefty lift, so we had to bring a couple of our friends in. So Bob Mackey and Henry Gilbert, uh, from Talking Simpsons joined us. There's a photo of us uh, right uh, after the record there. You can see uh, we were all really worn out, sweaty almost, yep. <laughs> from Steve talking about Garfield.
2: Clearly, uh, Steve had just finished and was cleaning up.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, that's true, <laughs> as you can see.
2: That,
1: yeah, he loves to finish.
0: <laughs> dude, dude will finish. Um, but yeah, wherever you get pods, that'll be available for you tomorrow. And then on Thursday... Uh, We're already in July, which means already our patrons are due an all-new We Love Movies episode. Uh, And this month, uh, Eric, keeping on theme Mm -hmm. for some uh, upcoming current releases, what are we talking about?
1: Mission Impossible, the original, uh, not the original TV show, but the original action movie starring Tom Cruise directed by Brian De Palma.
0: It mm-hmm. was Absolutely.
1: a fun conversation, very loose and uh, full of disgusting material. So if you're like, <laughs> we love movies is too buttoned up for me. Get sure, ready sure. to unbutton and get ready oh, to finish yeah. and be happy.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody is getting comfortable on the Mission Impossible episode. Uh, all of that and more on Patreon.com slash movies, uh, So get on over there and get hip to that. Because also, if you got the Big Daddy Dispatch as a Patreon subscriber, you know. We're doing Mission Impossible, because this this coming Thursday, we are recording, uh, in anticipation of uh, the release, an all-new episode on John Woo's Mission Impossible 2. Ooh. So, be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a movie we all like in various degrees. Yeah. So, don't worry, be, we're not
1: slamming it. We're not going to be uh, slamming uh, it. We're going to be slamming with it. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh but anyway gang thanks so much for uh taking some time out of your day to hang out with us or if you're catching us on the audio or the replay thanks for tuning in uh, and until next week i've been andrew jupin
1: eric siska
0: chris cabin take it easy folks have a great week bye-bye